and welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival preview. This is the day two preview, the Wednesday preview, and I'm joined by three expert guests. On the far side, we have Tony Calvin, racing broadcaster, journalist and tipster. In the middle, Odds Checker's very own. He's one of our own, Andy Holding. And to my right, Neil Channing, professional punter from Betting Emporium. Before we get into Wednesday's racing, just to let you know that we are giving away five £100 Amazon vouchers for Wednesday of the festival. To enter the competition, simply place any £1 or more bet via the Odds Checker app on that day to be in with a chance to win. So download the app now if you haven't already. You can go through all the races as we are talking about them. We're recording this on the Thursday before Cheltenham. We're recording at the Sydney Arms, London's finest racing pub. I definitely recommend you come down here for a day of the festival. If you can't make it any day's racing, they've always got the racing on. Some fantastic food that we've just enjoyed as well. And, uh, and yeah, so we're recording the, the, the week before, so we don't know what the going is going to be. At the moment, it sounds like it's, it's kind of soft uh, and heavy in places. Soft, heavy in places, yeah. On the course, and more rain forecast. So that doesn't <laughs> suggest it's going to be anything uh, better than soft. I think soft I've ruled out good to firm. You've ruled out good to firm. It's good to know. <laughs> good to know. Um, if only there was a market where we could, we could do that. But, uh, but into Wednesday's racing then, and we kick off with the Ballymore and one of the festival hot pots heads up the market in Envoy Allen. We've spoken on the Tuesday show about how William Hiller stand out on most horses given the fact that they are not non-runner, no bet. That is not the case with Envoy Allen where they're the only firm who are odds on. 10 to 11 they are, but 6 to 4 with Skybet. Uh, the likelihood being that Envoy Allen goes to the Ballymore and not to the Supreme. Sporting John is 7 to 1. Asterion Folange, then current favourite on the exchange for the Supreme. Next in at eight to one, the big getaway eight to one, the big breakaway nine to one, Time Hill twelve to one, sixteen to one bar. Envoy Allen, we have to start with here, uh, and I guess what I want to know from you guys is: is this one of the bankers of the festival, or is this a horse that we have to take on? Uh, not for me. Um, I laid him in the immediate aftermath of his win last time. Wasn't overly impressed by that. I know he was, you know, very good the time before, but for me, he looked. Uh, he looked, it was a very laboured performance. He, obviously, he's had a break since then, so that might have seen him come back to his earlier best. And obviously, he's won the bumper in, in, in really good style uh, last year. In, you know, in what was pretty... Um, he did well to win from, from where he was throughout. But for me, I don't think he's got that much in hand uh, of his rivals, as the market suggests. Um, I, I was happy to lay out 13-8. to eight. You'd probably get him in the, in the book uh, a bit shorter now. I just think you've got some, you know, some very, very good horses against him, and, and quite obviously the one, uh, the most obvious is Sporting John, who I think um, I, that seven to one, I'd be surprised if it's still there. Um, it's I think, way, that. yeah, um, again, that's two points bigger than uh, the nearest price, so I can't see that lasting. Uh, I think that's a point bigger than the exchange as well. So I, I, by the time you listen to this, I don't expect that to be there. If it has been, Neil would have got somebody to get the sevens for me anyway. So very very tricky good. operation, that. Oh, right, okay. <clears throat> um, he was, I think, sporting John after what he did at Ascot last time. Uh, he was pretty shishkinest in the way that he, he quickened up and after the last Ascot last time. Uh, I think if he, if he runs his race, I expect him to finish in the first three. And I'm quite, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him beat, beat Envoy Allen. And obviously Envoy Allen... You know, we don't even know if he's going to go for this race. He's obviously highly likely to, but two miles in testing ground on the opening day, they might decide to go there. So for me, I think Sporting John, 
uh, is a standout bet. I mean, there's there's still quite a few horses in here. You might get four places on the day, but uh, for me, if you can get five to one, three places, fine. If you can get five to one, four places, even finer. So Sporting John, for me, I'd be taking on the favourite and I'll be laying him win and place. Andy, do you agree? Um, not totally wholeheartedly about Envoy Allen. He's very hard to knock from a figures perspective. That, that Royal Bond, I still think he's by far and away the, the best um, individual bit of Irish form. Um, I think they've half kind of decided to come here maybe to split the two up. Abacadabra, we didn't talk about him actually in the Super and we should have done because I think he's a big player in that race. Uh, and Elliot's probably thought, well, I'll run him in that and I'll run Envoy Allen in the two and a half mile race because he comes from that kind of background, you know, point to point winner. Uh, the bumper winner usually wants further than two miles. I think he probably could almost win both. The only thing I think will, will prevent him from perhaps running up to his absolute maximum, and this is might be one of the reasons why they might switch him back, is if the ground is heavy or close to it on day one, two and a half miles on heavy ground he's, he's still untried on. So I think that's what Tony's going to be hoping for, and if he gets mm. his wish, then I can certainly see why he'd want to be laying him at six to four. Um, as it stands at the moment, I wouldn't back him, but I do think he's, you know, as the coin of That the coin time of performance last time, right, I thought he was very laboured, and I, so visually I don't think he was very impressive. Was that still a decent time yeah, performance as well? Yeah, they went a proper gallop, that um, um, thing of William Mullins. Alexia Dallin. Um, went, went a decent pace that day. Everyone said he's let the form down next time out, but they went so slow in the next race at Leopardstown, he pulled so hard and he was ineffective. I think the guide to that form is Longhouse Poet, who yeah. ties in with all the top Irish noises, and he was beaten sort of 10, 15 lengths. So uh, there's a bit of substance to that form, if you look deep enough. Um, I think Sporting John is the obvious each way here. This race, the cream often rides to the top. You don't often find yeah. 50 to 1, 25 to 1 rags winning it, like the Albert Bartlett, where you can get shocks. The, 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 the genuine grade one horses come to the fore. And even though he is an Irish and he is in a grade one winner, which is the stats you should be looking at for this race, I think he could well be in time. Um, he's gone and crept under the radar a little bit throughout the season, but he's, he's knocked out some good numbers prior to his Ascot win, but his Ascot win suggested he'd run even faster. They were in a good, honest pace that day in deplorable conditions, so soft or heavy ground, he wouldn't, wouldn't, um, he wouldn't mind one bit. And he has got a turn of foot, which is something that you, you know, is, is obviously mm. positive rather than negative. The two I'd be against, because they've run no sort of numbers anywhere near the level of what Admiral Allen have done or Sporting John, Particularly the the big getaway. Everyone's been talking this also, but he, his time last time out at Nice was so slow that I can't believe all of a sudden he's going to run that amazingly fast in in a in a championship environment. And the big breakaway, he's a really nice type for the future. But again, I just don't see him or his form good enough to to win a um, a, a, a Ballymore. So the market for me is absolutely on the button here. If he if they do stick with this race for Envoy Allen. Then I think he's he's going to be very difficult to beat. But if he is get if he does get beat, it'll be by Sporting John. And being as I'm an each way better by trade, I'd rather be backing him at five six to one each way than I would risking Envoy Allen staying the trip on the ground at seven to four. From one each way better by trade to another, Neil. Yeah, I, I mean I I agree with a lot of both what both of the guys have said. Really, I mean I I, I think if you're going to lay something, you have to get into your mind that you're backing all the other horses. Mm. Uh, if there are some of the other horses that you don't like, or there's a lack of strength in the in the overall bunch of other horses, then maybe laying's not the best way to approach it. Uh, you know, Andy doesn't fancy the the big getaway particularly at the prices. 
you know, there's a whole bunch of horses here that have got targets for other races. Um, you know, on, on Betfair right now, uh, there's literally only the five, the, the four kind of big name horses in the race who anybody wants to bet at less than 50 to one. Uh, so that tells me that this race is gonna cut up. Uh, you know, it could easily have less than eight runners. Um, I think if you want to oppose Envoy Allen, betting something each way, one of those four, or, or really one of those three, um, is, is the way to do it. And I think Sporting John looks like the obvious way. I, I, I think, you know, you should try generally in betting to make bets that your bookmaker wouldn't really want you to make. And that's why, you know, people talk about struggling to get on and whatever. Most bookmakers are not going to be too happy with you if you go and try and bet Sporting John each way. So that probably makes it a good bet, really. I like, I love that thinking. <clears throat> uh, on now to the RSA chase then, the second race on Wednesday. And Champ is the current favourite, at least with the bookies, he is um, at three to one. Manella Indo, <coughs> a horse put up by Andy, uh, is seven to two currently. Copperhead, all blue and odds checker, uh, but nine to two is the best price. The shortest three to one elsewhere though, so that's a significant move. Alaho at 11 to two, uh, that's with William Hill and then 12 to 1 bar. So really four at the top end of the market in the RSA, really taking up most of the betting, <coughs> most of the action here. Andy, are you still sticking with Milena Indo? Yeah, I have no real reason um, to change my views, or I actually think my sort of opinion on him has been endorsed um, in, in the build-up to the race, in all fairness, because the, the, I don't think it's a, a vintage RSA, certainly in numbers anyway. Uh, Tony's got the full decks, but there doesn't appear to be too many dangerous floaters um to corner phrase um i think uh <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that that conjured up a few images <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can tell where your minds are going um, you started it yeah um and they'll point it out if you are a layer then you want to be also would i want to be backing certain horses or you, you are looking at the field mm. as a horses potentially to yeah. bet and at this current moment in time, I think the biggest danger, as far as I could see, um, given the current conditions, might be well be Copperhead. So I think Champ could be well be one to lay, uh, even though Connection said that they mucked up last year and they should have run in the Albert Violet rather than the two and a half mile. I think he shows a hell of a lot of speed myself. He's, he quickened up to get himself out of in uncompromising positions um, twice this season. Of course, then he, he went and hit the deck when everything seemed to be rose in his garden to out in, in his trial race in the Dipper. I almost don't know where that mistake came from, really. So he's got a mistake in him. Um, and I think this race as well, it's, an, it's another thing point. The best horse doesn't always win it, but what you want to be doing is backing the right horse to win it. The right horses that win this race are horses like Manila Endo, who stay, they're copper bottom stayers, they're, they're, they've got a good mind, and they jump solidly. And he's also won the Albert Bartlett. And five of the last 10 winners of this race have all run in the previous year's Albert Bartlett. So he does fit a lot of the stats and profile that you're looking for from a, for a, a traditional win in this race. And as I said, I think Copperhead, on the back of his Reynolds Town win, where he grinded it out and jumped and travelled the best, I think he's the most likely danger. But he's, he's got a touch of class Manila Endo, so I'm hoping his class will come through. Nap of the day? Yeah, I'll put him up as my nap of the day. I yeah. think, Tony, you agree? No. Oh. Um, I If I was going to have a bet in the race, um, I mean, Copperhead, the price has like, ebbed away, but I think 9-2 to two is still fair each way. 
there's only 15 runners at the five-day stage here, and having a look at the betting, I think this could really cut up. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a single uh, single field. You, what I've, I'm just looking at it now. I mean, I popped into the Unibet. Um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, 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 they're a betting partner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I popped in on the way back from Dublin on. Say so it again. They're a betting partner. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I popped it, and obviously Nikki was there, and uh, Nico was there on on the panel there, and uh, I asked about Pim um, before they went on there, and they said, yes, we might run it, but um, they were a bit worried about the ground, and they might wait for entry. But they Pim hated the ground apparently at Ascot last time behind Cobb. didn't run a race at all. But if you go back to his earlier defeat of Imperial Law at Cheltenham, uh, I think you can give him a decent shout on the figures. And I'm actually amazed. His 40s all in with heels, um, which I wouldn't take. Like I said, I think they might wait for entries. But the 33 to 1 non one and earned bet Pim were 365 each way appeals greatly. Uh, like I said, if you go back, you know, he, he really finished off his race well uh, against Imperial Aura uh, over the track. Uh, and I can definitely see him filling the places here. You've, we've got this champ you, I probably want to be against, just on price grounds alone. Minella Indo Andy's made a very ca uh, good case for that. For Heen, I think it's more likely to go to the marsh if it's testing. Aloha, we've already, already talked about him. Slate House is another one that you can make an H-way case for at his best at 16 to 1. But for me, um, if I was going to have a bet in the race at the top end of the market, it'd be Copperhead. But I would suggest if that 33 to 1, non one I know bet pin is still there, that would be the way I go. That would be my main bet in the race, and I'll, give, I'll be trying to get a little bit of that 33 each way, just in case he does rock up. It might be a bet, literally a bet to nothing, and you get your money back, but Pim at 33 is the one on a bet, is the way I'll go here. What, what's the market saying about Aloha now? What's that? Uh, the what's market that? is currently exchange. saying... Exchange market 7.6 to 14. Not but the market. last traded price, which is, which is more relevant mm. in an illiquid market, uh, the Wi-Fi here is not the greatest. So <laughs> 9.2. 9.2. 9 that suggests to me that you backed it for the other race, haven't you? Yeah. Suggests to me you're on a live one anyway. But yeah, I, there's 15 runners here. I mean, this could really cut up. Can you see that, Neil? Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, there's 15 runners. There's only four uh, where somebody wants to bet them on bet for it less than 29 to 1. Um, I'd be amazed if they had 10 runners in this race. I, I, in fact, I'd be amazed if they had eight runners. So uh, yeah. I, I, I think we have to play each way. You've got your dirty each way goggles um, on, haven't you, Neil? You can't bet champ each way because uh, there is a doubt about the trip. It's a headstrong horse. It jumps low. It fell last time. I mean, how could you bet that each way? So, you know, you, I actually, I really fancy Manila Indo. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it shortened up a little bit in the last couple of weeks. I think it was six to one about two two weeks ago. It's seven to two, but we have a much better idea of what ground we're going to be racing on, who is going to be racing against. So, you know, I don't mind that. Sometimes in the handicaps, you see things they go from twelves into sixes, and people that you know, journalists that have bet them at twelves tip them at sixes as if they're just exactly the same thing. Uh, I think we have new information here, so it's okay to say. You know, we missed the sixes, but we can take the seven or two because now we're looking at a pretty small field, I think. Uh, Do you think it should be favourite, Andy, Manila window? On balance, yeah. If we're going to get soft or heavy ground, then yeah. I think. Oh, and I also, what I would say is if you, I, I, they haven't got a place market up on Betfair at no. the moment, but uh, even though Champ is 4.3, 4.6, and Manila Indo is 4.5 to 5.1, yeah. Manila Indo should definitely be shorter in the place market mm. because. 
champ is much more of a win or come nowhere. You, you always get you always get that with you know, yeah. Whereas Manila in though, you just know it's going to run its race basically. Mm. Um, so I, I actually think that's a really strong each way bet. Um, I, I think I tipped it as my nap of the day as a win bet, mm. but uh, um, I, th I think. Seventy-two yeah. places. A lot of people I mean, are very I mean, sniffy about that. A lot that, of people are they? quite sniffy about, about they, betting seven to six. Yeah, each way a fifth of the odds when the horse is less than five to one because I, I bet each come second or third you make a small. I, I bet each way at nine to four, five to two. Yeah, before. yeah. I got I mean, those are there. those are often the the best each way bets, and yeah. I, I wouldn't, you know, mathematically speaking. Sporting bet go five to two, that. which could be a sign as do Coral and uh, and as do Labrix. So that could be a sign of a market move. Yeah, this this race is definitely going to cut right up, and I, I think if you you know if people are tuning in thinking they're giving loads of bets here, I don't know, I don't want to tie up too much money. Which ones am I going to do now? I'd say this is one you should not hesitate through. Really. No. I mean, at Indo, it's seven or two, a strong one for both Andy and Neil. On to the Coral Cup, the third race of the day, and uh, Protecorat is the nine to two, sorry, nine to one, I should say, favourite. That'd be a very good price here. Uh, Birchdale's uh, is, yeah, joint favouritism at nine to one as well. Uh, Dame de Campania, 12 to one. Canardier at 12 to one. Obviously, we're recording this about an hour after the five-day decks, so that means that currently the kind of markets are reforming as we speak. But Sempo, 14s, Downtown Getaway, 16s, on a column of fire. Plenty of horses have recently come out of this one. Uh, and as with all the handicaps, I just put it to you guys to let me know if there's anything that we should be looking at at the moment. The the story of the race is Dame de Compagnie. Um, she's currently 35th in the list, so she'll need some horses to come out. But the story here is obviously very impressive last time, beating Indefatigable. Been left off since uh, that December. <laughs> but in it was rated 140 after that performance. The handicapper raised her seven pounds. But because of the runner-up went on one next time, uh, while she was still in the box, they raised her another two pounds. Now the story is obviously the, the JP's connections and they actually went to the Handicapping Appeals Committee to try and get that two pound back. They were successful. Uh, they actually went to the point, as I understand it, of, of actually getting a member of that panel replaced because there is, a, there, is a, there is a system in place whereby if you're not happy with a full appeals panel, you can actually object to one of the people being on it. So they took it really, really seriously. Uh, two pounds back for that horse. It could actually work against them if, if she doesn't get in the race. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if that, that tells you that I, I, they think they've got a very, very well handicapped horse, they want the safety net of that two pound. They've got it back. And in races like this, where you know it's often won by fi very fine margins, that two pound can be very, very, uh, very, very valuable. Uh, she's around about 10, 12 to one. If she gets in then I, I think she's, she could be the story of the race. And if they went to the trouble of getting that £2 back, like I said, I think she could be uh, the gamble of the race. But they'll be, they'll be crossing their fingers that that £2 isn't a, um, isn't a you know, the, the, the £2 less isn't a burden. Andy? Yeah, it's interest, interesting what, what Tony says about Dame de Compagnie, because uh, it's almost as if now, seemingly, that JP McManus is absolutely dead set on winning this race. I don't know if he's had a... One of those races had a bad record running. He's, he's just so keen on winning win it. it. Um, Did Glenlow get beaten in this? Was that was that, was that, was that, was that the attempt? Yeah, 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 got beat by Sorry. Delta, right, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, off memory, I don't think he's done all that well in this race, JP. So he's obviously keen on making sure that she's uh, well treated. But it's significant for me more than anything that um, he's gone now and acquired Old Scott Alpha Mix, who finished second to one of his called Kilfenora in a very hot race last time out. Um, at Navan, uh, one of the most strongest 
and competitive two and a half mile handicaps running the entire season in Ireland. And the front two pulled 20 lengths clear of the rest. So much so that Kilfenora ran in a grade three next time out and finished third, I think, if I remember rightly off, off the top of my head. Um, and Alpha Mix should have won. He travelled like a Mustang in that race, but the jockey just let Kilfenora get first run on him. And even though he's closing all the way to the line, he just couldn't quite reel him in. But the, the numbers are really good for that race. And I've, I've had Alpha Mix on my mind for this race for a long while, but he's been number 44, 45 on the list. Thinking, will he get in, will he won't? But there's been a hell of a lot of defectors. He's now number 31, so he only needs three more to drop out. And JP's gone and acquired him. What, what if he's got the, the handicap good thing, yeah. uh, the company, why would he go and buy another horse? And, and He's obviously buying this horse because he thinks, well, I want to be as heavy-handed as I can yeah. and have a right go at it. Uh, I don't know who rides, but he's a fair tool, this Alpha Mix. He, he's got a really good... Yeah, I put him up a couple of runs ago when he won at Navin, um, and he, he won pulling a cart that day. Um, 16 to 1 currently. Yeah, he, he'll be one of the favourites on the day. He'll be 8, 10 to 1, without a shadow of a doubt, if he gets in. Neil? Well, I, d I did read a stat that put me off a couple of horses, uh, which is that no first-season novice has ever won this race. Yeah. I think um, you can say no JP Mamanet's horse and just say everything that we Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a massive yeah. race for second season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, nine, of the, nine of the last 11 were in the top eight of the weights, and 10 of the last 11 winners then went on to win either a grade one or a grade two on the next start. So, you know, it's a, it's a, well, I just, I, I don't know where I saw all those things. I, uh, somewhere I read them and I thought, oh, they'll, they'll sound good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's it definitely, you know, it's a race where you want to go for class horses and you don't want to be afraid to uh, bet something towards the top end of the weight. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, did, I saw Furglow Brian was saying Champagne Well would go for this rather than the Martin Pike, and uh, he thought, that would be his best chance of the week. I mean, his stable's in form at the moment. I thought that was quite it's interesting. It's a formal year, isn't it? Yeah. Well, 25 to 1 in most places. And it's, yeah. a, it's a Ramsdale Tayo form line, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't think he got home at Donny. He didn't. He just got <clears> stayed, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, Protectorate, I thought, um, definitely, you know, it's a bit of a hard puller. The, the strong pace, big field, mm. really could... Um, you know, I think that horse got a lot of improvement in it. Um, so, I, you know, I could see that, but it's very inexperienced. Uh, Sempo was quite interesting for Joseph, six in mm -hmm. the bumper last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, a very inexperienced, and I don't know, it's just wide open. I, I, I felt like it wasn't a race where I was going to play anti-post, so I, I haven't really nailed it to anything at the moment. We, we've mentioned most of them, so hopefully the listener or the, or the viewer can make their judgment as to who has made the best case uh, for a few of those in there. On to now, surely one of the best spectacles of the week. We've been blessed with a fantastic Gold Cup. and We've also been blessed with an amazing champion chase with three at the top end of the market in Altior, who is the current two to one favourite. Defi de Sol at nine to four. Chacun pour soi at 11 to four, uh, 14 to one bar. Um, by all means, let, let me know and let us know if there's anyone outside that top three who you think is value at the moment for a bit of an each way play. Um, but concentrating on the top three in the market, do we think that they are, do we think the market's got it right as it is at the moment? I think it's a good race to be a layer in because if you, f if you don't fancy one of the top three in the market, you've got the other two running for mm. you mm. and you've got two big plays whichever mm. way you look at it. Uh, personally speaking, I'd probably lay out to you and, and have the other two running for me. On the basis that I think the other two are at their absolute peak of their powers right at this very moment in time, 
and maybe Altior may have just been on the slight downgrade in the last couple of years. I think that's fair enough to say. Uh, obviously, the surname run has been well documented as being a, a mistake um, by, by Nicky. Uh, it took him a while to get over that. Some could have been impressed with his Nubu win. I thought, you know, he probably did as much as he, Altior was expected to do, beating the kind of opponents he took on that day. But he, he, he is hitting flat spots and he's just, there's, there's chinks in his armour. Whereas definitely I can't find any chink in his armour. Uh, and his turn of foot at Ascot when he left under Scope for Dead was mm. probably one of the best sights you've seen all season. And Chacon Porsois, who beat Deffy de Soy, um, Ferret Square on better ground at uh, Pontestown last year, has clocked a phenomenal time in Ireland, beating Min, who at Leopardstown in his own backyard is a very good horse. So I'm finding it very difficult to s split between Deffy de Soy and Chacon Porsois. And when that's like, that then I think well the, the safest option is to lay out your was it two to one ish and but yeah two to one but when you say you can't split them if they're nine to four eleven to four does that mean you, you say you can't split them at the prices or you can't split them on, on kind of level like oh. a, yeah they, they're just really hot that I mean Deffy's got the, the one thing Deffy's got in his favour that Shaq and Possible hasn't he's got Cheltenham form in abundance so if you are just going to go down the try to trust your form and I think well it's in each of two I'm going to back the one that runs the track better okay he's been there and done it yeah which is usually the best policy at Cheltenham. So if you're asking me now, looking down the camera, which one I'd like to back out the three, it'd be Deffy de Soy. But as I said, I think Altio is probably worth laying at two to one from where I'm sitting. Neil, are you thinking similar? Well, I, I, I thought, I didn't, of the three, I thought Altio was the one I would least like to back. Uh, just really because of its exuberant, huge jumping. Right? It does these kind of show jumps sometimes, doesn't it? And then. And then it suddenly, you know, the stamina kicks in two out, and it, and it suddenly seems to just sweep past horses on its, you know, at its best anyway. Um, and you know, obviously, it hasn't all gone smoothly this year with the race at Ascot. Um, I worry a bit about Chacun Poursois on the ground. I think if it was kind of good to soft ground, that would definitely be the one I would back of the three. Um, in terms of the the race shape, there's eleven runners. Uh, declared at the moment, uh, Aplutard and Min are going to the uh, Ryanair. Mm. Lady Buttons is going to the Mayors. Uh, Bundoran is going um, to the, um, the the handicap on the lot, the Grand Annual. Uh, you know, it's quite easy to see there being six or seven runners, even mm. though you get, I think you get money down to eighth place in this race, don't you? Certainly to sixth place. Mm. So you would think that there would be, you know, eight runners, but I'm kind of desperate to find something each way. Politologue, um, I don't know. I heard Harry Derham the other day saying that, you know, this horse is back to its best, and they've had some problems, and blah blah blah, and he's going to be ridden to mop up the pieces and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that sort of makes sense, but I don't think he's in love with it when it's really soft, is he? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I, I, Dynamite they're, Dollars seems to be the one that's getting a bit of... A bit well, of I can see why, because, you know, like, there could easily be six runners, and if you can get kind of 16 to 1, 20 to 1 each way, um, and you're getting paid first three by being anti-post, mm. well, yeah, I think that's kind of all right. I mean, Deffy de Soy, I don't know, I mean, it had to be all out to be Underso, and Underso has not won this race, you know, like, it, it, is that really that great a form I, 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 I think Shaq and Desoir is definitely for me if this was a kind of normal kind of good to soft ground 
normal kind of Cheltenham of five years ago going, uh, I'd probably make that a decent bet. But the ground worries me a bit. Tony? Uh, I just think if you're looking for an each way bet, obviously I, I get the numbers point of view. This could easily be less than less than eight runners, but you've got three horses here that well, they look pretty damn solid, don't they? So uh, for me, I, I know for a fact they were really nervous about Altior going to that race last time. It may not have ticked all the boxes, but they were delighted by his finishing effort. They just wanted to get him back on track, and they're very happy with the horse, but. There's nothing much in between the prices. You can make a case for Defi Disorders are coming for, Shaq and Pessoir as well. Um, Dynamite Dollars, you know, 20 to 1, three places. You know, non-one on a bet is, is an angle there. Just, I know we're big fans of Appalutar, aren't we, for the Ryan? Yeah, yeah, Without yeah. looking, what price would you lay him non-one on a bet here each way? Yeah, I really would like to see Apple Tire run here. Partly because yeah. I missed What price would you lay? Partly because I missed all the big prices for the what, Ryan Air. All right, what price annoying. would you lay? What price do you reckon he is? I, um, I just had a look now. Five to one? Yeah, I, 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 I would have. You can get 10 to one Skybet, non one no bet Apple Tire. Oh, You'd like to have hit that on side, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean. Because I, it's only coming here if it's really, really, I really There's really chance that it will be. I kind yeah. of feel like it's 10 to one to run in the race, but and you're probably just kind of matter, wasting a bit of time. But. Um, that's a really good bet, I think. Mm. <laughs> that is, yeah. I love that soundbite. You're probably wasting your time, but it's a brilliant bet. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's what no one I know bet is, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Back, you know, that's, that's there, the are, there are some bets you've just got to have. That, that is a, that that is is a really good be, bet. If it runs in a race, it's not going to be 10 to 1, so it shouldn't be 10 it to 1. It definitely won't be 10 to 1 no, if, if it runs. If you, you know, I, don't, I don't even think When you said 5 to 1, I was thinking a bit shorter, actually. The no one know bet price should be the price it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Anything else to add before we go on to the everyone's favourite, the cross country? Let me just see if I can. Sorry, I, 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 carry on while I'm just having a couple of bets. Neil's just about to burn. <laughs> Neil's just about to burn an account for a, yeah. for a non one no bet. Yeah. Is it is it worth wasting it's, an account? It's not for? worth wasting an account. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, on to the cross country now, and Tiger Roll <laughs> is the even money favourite. Sure to be very popular with uh, a lot of people, but easy easy slammed. Is the three to one mm. second favourite mm. uh, with twelve to one bar? Uh, this isn't a, a race we're going to cover in great detail, I no, don't think. No. But can any of you shine a bit of light on the second in? And in terms of, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there will think Tiger Rolls is an absolute good thing, and even money. So can we counteract that or support it? Well, Easy Slam bolted up over course and distance. Mm. I mean, like, yeah. isn't that a good? Yeah, thing no, of course. For a start, I uh, mean, in terms of Tiger Roll backers, just not I, really knowing what it, what, it, what uh, he's coming up against. I, I, I think it's very hard to kick Easy Slam out of the frame, really. I mean, the, 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 the connections seem really bullish as well. And, you know, these French horses do really well over this nonsense, don't they? Um, I mean, I'd Tiger Roll's bang solid, obviously. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to lay either of them. I, I, I could easily see me putting Easy Slam in a bunch of pretty filthy way <laughs> material. Uh, you know, including the Ballymore and the RSA and the Champion Chase, you know, three <laughs> races that could easily have less than eight runners. You, you could go a lot worse than getting yourself a nice, creative, lucky 15 each way, uh, you know, with with those four races and put Easy Slant in every, you know, every one. I'm watching you create the bet now. I, it's a, you know, I'm starting to get quite excited about it as <laughs> we speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah um First time I've met Neil today, and I probably like his style. <laughs> <laughs> Two peas in a pod, I think. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. He's been, um, he's been on the same page with me with a lot of angles. But yeah, I mean, 
eventual series almost impossible to pick out of that barring an accident. And you don't normally get fallers in this race because they're there. Yeah, these they fences, you can walk through them, can't yeah. you? The last is like, it's like a hedge with gaps in it. Well, they go so slowly <laughs> that they're able to eye up the fence from a long way off. And yeah. Even if they meet it slightly wrong, they, they just adjust themselves. Yeah, yeah. They don't get themselves on the floor with the momentum, the pace they're going. And they are great betting races, actually. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, they go and put the kettle on and have a oh, beer. I used to love it when it was a 16-runner handicap. That was so good. I know. <laughs> there's a, only this handful of same horses win every time. And mm. I think the French have cracked this now. They've really yeah. cottoned on to this being a, a winnable race. And I mean, the way he won the, the, uh, the, uh, the Paddy Power meeting mm. was, was amazing. Um, it's, the only, it's the only race, actually, funny enough, I haven't got any time figures for, because obviously yeah. <laughs> you're mm. not there, you know, doing sectionals from yeah. whatever fence, it, it's just almost impossible. If you gave me do. a free win only bet, I think I'd bet Easy Slant rather than Tiger Roll. Yeah, I, I probably I, would. I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's prices, <laughs> but... Uh, Tony, any of you? Um, what, the dirty each way twins have uh, saw yeah. this one out, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> Three to one. Um, no, not really. If Mike Bites your third favourite, then it's a match. Yeah. Um, like yeah, said, yeah, lo loads of people are making cases for Mike Bite, and they're like... I haven't heard a convincing one. And I'm like... Mate, it's eight to one. Easy yeah. slams, we know it takes to this. It's three to one. Yeah. The, the gap between the two should just be bigger. Right? It's yeah. probably and also, both if you are yeah. signing with a French horse, I mean, obviously Tiger Roll was a massive eye-catcher last time, wasn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He looked as good as ever. Obviously, it's been to Cheltenham since that. Um, they give it a school round uh, Leperstown as well. So if you're, if you're thinking Tiger Roll might be a little bit short with entry in mind... Uh, I think you might be mistaken, but you know this French horse seems to be a bit of a tool in, in its own right. So it's not my kind of race. It's it's, it's a genuine match. It's, when I get to the fourth, as caution maybe. When like, I get to the fourth leg of my lucky fifteen, mm. each way lucky fifteen, and and the first three have all cocked, I, I will have a saver on Tiger Roll, don't I? I, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously you're backing major odds on. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think there's a case? <laughs> For three backing on, both, three on the two, yeah, mm. that's a good yeah. three on bet. Though. So, but have your main have your main lump on the French horse at threes, yeah, yeah. and have and have your even saver on your stake Honestly, on easy land on the other one. Well. The added spice to this race as well is, um, not that guys will slightly disagree with me, but yeah. I mean, the purists will say that the race of the day is the Champion Chase, but for a lot of punters that are going there to. To, to challenge you're right, year. you're right. Yeah. Tiger Roll's the Absolutely. big deal. It's a big story. It's a yeah. big story. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, massive yeah. deal, Tiger Roll. Yeah. But the roar that this horse will get, and the, it'll, it'll use it, whatever wins the as somebody, as somebody that's been a bookmaker at Cheltenham for many, many years, not, not since 2004, but like for 14 years before that, uh, the, and I know the markets have changed these days, and now we have Betfair, and mm. you know things are less kind of sentimental. But things still get back to Cheltenham on the basis that they're kind of Cheltenham favourites. Yeah. And people that come once a year and just... The whole race course will be on Tiger Rock. Yeah, he's yeah. a people's horse, isn't mm. he? He's, he's Irish, but he's almost like one of our mm. own. He's, yeah. Everyone who, who's made a few quid out at the National will want to back mm. him again. Yeah. If you touch the pair at freeze on, Neil, I don't want to see... <laughs> I don't want to see the running comment afterwards. Took wrong course. Oh, gosh. Don't say that. Don't say yeah. that. Oh, you're giving me a nightmare already. <laughs> Tony, we were, we were about, about bookie liabilities, so we'll steer clear from that and go on to the Boodles pretty quickly. Uh, Aramax is a favourite of 5-1, to one. Uh, Mick Pasta 8-1, to one. Palladium 12-1, to one. Time uh, White 12-1, to 14-1 to one bar. Again, uh, Andy, I'll come to you first, mm. if, you've got, if you've got any fancies well, here. Well, straight away you look at a race like this and you think who's, who's targeted it and won it 
the most times or gone close to winning it the most times and the standout pair of Nichols and Elliot mm. and they look as though they've got a very strong representation this year Alan Max has been the talk of the town hasn't he since winning the same race that Band of Outlaws won the year before it's, it's therefore to see what um, Gordon Elliott was up to he showed a good turn of foot and you know, he, he, he looks fairly well handicapped, you could argue. I like horses that win at Navan because if you can win at Stiff Track, then Cheltenham should be fine. He was really weak in the market that wow. day as well. I mean, Bet365 went up prices overnight and he, they put it in as an 11 to 8 favourite. I know overnight prices aren't what they were. But I went on racing uh, TV and so I said, look, this is a better 7 to 2. Mm. He went off at 4 to 1 and a fair bit chunkier, bigger on the exchange as well. He was really weak that day. so. For him to, well. Yeah, but to do what he probably did there, yeah. despite the drift, is a positive. Yeah, definitely. He was a bit disappointed in the time before on bad ground, so he wouldn't want it like round his ankle. Um, I'd actually think Gordon's got another big, big player in his, and that horse called Tronador. Uh, not a lot of people <coughs> talk, to talk about him, again, I think he'll be shorter on the day. Not significantly, but perhaps eight, ten to one, maybe. I, I just like the way he's finished his races off. He's very strong at um, Thurless when he was well backed. It was a tactical affair last time, and he just got caught out by two older horses who just got first run on him. But it, I like the way he came home, and he's from the same connections that won it a few years back up to the 33 to one shot. Mm. Um, obviously, Nichols has got time. Um, time Hill is it? Time White, mm. sorry, beg your pardon. Time White. Yeah. Impression I get with him that he would want better ground. He took him to Musselbury today to look for better mm. ground. He wouldn't want it soft or heavy. Do if you mean generally on the week? Because like Nichols, I'd, I think I mentioned about Henderson before, but like consistently, whenever you speak to Nichols, Tony, a lot because he's doing the blogs and stuff. No, no, no. I've done, done, done that for about six years. Oh, really? Okay, but like, but no, you know, I speak to him still. You know, you know that it's a constant refrain from him, isn't it? You know, we're yeah. we're going for better ground. Yeah, this yeah, horse, yeah. oh, we don't want too much rain. Do you think possibly he might just have a terrible Cheltenham? Could do. I don't think he's got a. He's got a lot of half, got a lot of half, runners. Got a lot of half yeah. chances, yeah. yeah, but they're, they're not open goals by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I think Mick Pastor, they were leaning towards the triumph at one point, then Solo coming on, and obviously he's got Sosaiko as well. Mm. Um, and I think they're happy enough. Sosaiko, obviously that's great on the ground, but like a lot of his horses, he's I can just I can just imagine myself reading his blog every day, and every day it's just like doesn't really want this ground, doesn't really want this ground, doesn't yeah. really want this ground. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about his, his stringer these days. Uh, this the horse I was looking forward to, uh, you know, backing is isn't, isn't even been entered. I, I like Tremwedge for this, but it's, it's not there. Uh, in in the absence of that, Cerberus would interest me, but I'm being told it's going to go for the Triumph. Yeah. And JP obviously he's got a very strong hand in here, but yeah, Cerberus if it runs in his likely absence, nothing at the moment. Palladium, yeah. Palladium's another one just to quickly mm. mention as well. Yeah. Uh, Sandown, winners at Sandown, a heavy ground, have got a, got a really good record um, in this race as well. Yeah, Nico well. likes that as well. Yeah, he's, he's a yeah. proper Very big, good. strong type as well. The Nico seal of approval, which the, last the year brought the ground, us a winner in the ground Hill, for him. So. Yeah. Uh, Neil? To be honest with you, when, when people were talking about introducing, I don't know, some ridiculous, some extra mare's race or whatever the hell they were on about, uh, and saying which race would you get, oh, much I, I hate to get rid of any races, but it was the Fred Winter for me. It's like. People say, oh, you know, cross country, go and make a cup of tea. I, I normally wait till the Fred Winter, really, um, which kills me because it's a, like a 24 on a handicap. Exactly. Yeah, yeah brilliant each way to. When they go six places, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not putting the tea no, on, are well, Obviously, I have a bet because just, but I, but I feel forced to. And also, like when you're looking at, I don't know, the Coral Cup or the Potemps, 
I feel like you're looking, maybe not the attempt where everyone's trying to chicanery, but the, you know, you can study form and the form's there in the book. The Fred Winter, it's, a lot of it's hidden up the sleeve, so, yeah. and I feel like people with inside information, which I really don't have, um, you know, those, those people are getting an edge on <laughs> and I don't like that. I don't like, you know, I don't, I, the whole idea that people that pay for horses to get fed and watered should have information that normal punters don't have is quite annoying to me. Fair enough. That was a nice, <laughs> nice rant to uh, to move us small on. Small rant. To small rant. Move us on. That's to a very nice growing <laughs> nose you've got. There. Uh, oh, get this get this bit on for me, will you? <laughs> Onto on the champion bumper now, where we have a short price favourite in Appreciate It, who is seven to four with bet three six five. Fernie Hollow eight to one. Panic Attack ten to one. Uh, Queen's Brook ten to one. Twelve to one. Uh, Israel Champa fourteen to one. Bar. Uh, Tony, I think, am I right in saying this isn't a race you normally... No, cross-country, Fox Hunters, bumper. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a gin instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just personally surprised why Appreciated is so short in the market. I certainly get the you know, the stats of Mullins, eight out of the last nine winners, mm. uh, or whatever it was, I've been trained by Mullins. Um, won the same race as Envoy Allen did last year. The Leopardstown race always works out well. Uh, but... I don't have him down as a seven to four shot. Certainly not the figures anybody what he's done on the numbers. And numbers are a little bit not irrelevant, but they're less important. In I was going to ask you about that. I mean, figures wise, does this race historically work out from, um, from your you know no, pre-race figures? It, it, no, it doesn't. Although Envoy Allen was up there last year, but yeah, but there's been some right funny ones. Mm. Uh, and that's because they just haven't been in that environment. But that's that's what I'm getting at. The fact that some of them haven't run numbers including the favourite, means that there's a whole bunch of them that could improve for a fast run race. So I think you're, you're, you're treading on thin ice trying to take seven to four about this thing uh, because I do think there's some decent fodder in this. Pipes bought a horse called Panic Attack. Mm. Now, if he's bought it off Willie Mullins now, you think, well, Mullins wouldn't necessarily well, get rid of one if he, yeah. if he thought he, he, you know, he hadn't got the winner. So he's let that go to uh, Pipe, who, of course, won it with Moonracer and Lieberman, and Moonracer's owners have now got Panic Attack. But I was really impressed with her. Um, when she won at um, market raising, she showed a really good turn of foot. I know the skeleton team really like theirs. Third time lucky, is it? Third time lucky, sixteen. Absolutely yeah. trotted up at uh, Huntingdon. Yeah. And, and if you are looking at numbers like I am, there's a, there's a horse trained by Mags Mullins called Julie Stowaway, uh, who won at Navan last time. Thirty-three to one, and it's blue, so that's been the, cut today. The, the, I know the Gordon Elliott team thought that theirs in that race was an absolute steering job. You make a trip to Paddy's this morning, Andy, on your way here? 50, um, 50 to 1 until... To back, I've been trying to back it at a, over 100 on, on, oh, really? on Betfair, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you can get some, some fancy odds about Julie Stowaway, if that runs, then I don't think you'd, I don't think you'd be too far wrong with, with regards to price. But I can make lots of cases out for lots of horses, you know, Israel champ, we haven't mentioned yeah. him. So what, again, just looking at prices and what you think a horse should be, so would I, I, I'd be a layer of that. Would you be before. quite happy to have the field running for you Absolutely, at four or seven? Absolutely, yeah, all day long. And, and I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't kick myself if it won. I wouldn't be thinking, oh, what have I done that for? Because I've got a strong view on it being a much bigger price than the market suggests. What price would it be in your book, then? Four? Well, norm, normally, normally it's full, at least minimum for mm. the field, isn't mm. it, this? And even when you've got something like Envoy Allen, who'd shown a better mm. level of form for me than appreciate, it was much bigger, bigger than him. Yeah. I, I just almost don't know where the, the gambles come from in many respects. Neil? Well, like earlier on we were talking about, uh, you know, the Ballymore 
and saying you know about how you don't necessarily want to lay the favourite at seven or four because the race could cut up. You end up effectively you're just backing the other might be six horses and maybe you don't really fancy two of them. This is totally different because you know we know there's going to be twenty odd. There's bound to be unexposed horses that we haven't seen the best of. There's bound to be things that the owners and trainers and, and stable staff know way more about than we do because they've worked well in the last week and whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, if out of the two, if you were going to lay one at roughly the same kind of price, not, they're not exactly the same price, but they're roughly the same kind of price, um, this would strike me as much better. I mean, uh, the other thing we talked about earlier with Manila Rindo was that horse has gone from sixes into seven to two in the last two weeks. Um, you know, which is like 8% on its price. Uh, appreciate it has gone from uh, 7 to 2 into 2 to 1 on the machine now. Uh, you know, so that's uh, well, yeah, that's 9% on its price. Uh, you know, appreciate it's done it for no real reason. Uh, weight of money, sure. I'm sure that that's a factor. Mm. But, you know, Malela Rindo's done it because the race is hugely cut up. There's a good chance that it ends up only having to place five horses. You know, we change when the facts change, but with with appreciate it, the facts haven't really changed. The only fact that's changed is loads of people have wanted to stick their money on it. Uh, now, whether they're all super shrewd and we should never oppose them, or whether they've all got a bit carried away and it's got a bit short now, is obviously the sixty-four thousand dollar question. But. Uh, <laughs> could only lay it at these prices. Let's get a bit of intel into your staking size then, Neil. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to an end on the Wednesday preview. Thank you very much for tuning in or for listening. Thank you very much to the expert panel here alongside me for giving us their thoughts on Wednesday's racing. Make sure you listen or watch Tuesday's preview, Thursdays and Fridays as well. You can find them on all podcast platforms or on the Odds Checker YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to now and enjoy the racing.